You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Sawn Outdoors Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Ian here. I was actually not a part of the podcast that you're about to listen to, but I promise it's good anyway. Definitely keep listening. It's just started. You're 10 seconds into this thing. Just give this a shot. It's going to be great. Zach's mom had an excellent hunt last year that both McCade and Zach were able to help her out on, and this is the story of that. It's a wonderful story. So stick around, pay attention. You may learn something. I definitely did. And I had a great time listening to just a good old hunting story. So give this one a shot. I want to tell you about King's Camo again, real quick. Uh, this is a company that we work with, and we love King's Camo. Everything about them, the patterns, the price, the performance, it's all just excellent stuff. We really like the XKG series things. Uh, they've got the Hunter and the Classic series as well. So as we speak, as I speak, King's Camo is awaiting the arrival of some new XKG series stuff. It's going to be excellent. If you haven't heard about it, go check out our podcast that we did with King's Camo maybe two, three podcasts ago. It's a great, great entry-level conversation to the King's Camo lineup. If you're looking for great gear at an affordable price, King's is definitely where you want to be. You cannot beat it. It's excellent stuff, very affordable, and they got something for everybody. But they're waiting on some new XKG pieces, the extreme King's gear stuff, and that's coming in very soon. It timed it just about right so that when you find out if you're drawing for Utah, the Colorado hunt, the draw will come up uh, in two weeks here. I know a lot of other states have already drawn. Still waiting on a few others. I know Idaho does a late draw. If you're waiting for any of these draws or you already know what you have drawn, Kings is going to have what you need for that new hunt that you're about to embark on. So whenever it is you find out what hunts you've got, the hunts you're going to have this year, different states you're going to be in, the different seasons you'll be in, Kings is going to have you covered. They're going to have anything that you need for the hunts that you have this year and the years to come. Because I promise you the King stuff will last year to year. It will not be gear that you are replacing season after season. You buy it once, you'll have it for many seasons to come. Guaranteed. So, new XKG stuff is coming out very soon. But if you can't wait for that... Spring savings up to 60% off right now on kingscamo.com. Go check that out. And on top of that, if you use the code SAHN, S-A-H-N, at checkout, you'll get an extra 15% off. So 60% off and then 15% off the remainder of your entire order with the coupon code SAHN at checkout. 
You can't go wrong. You're going to love the price. You're going to love the performance. And I guarantee you're going to love the patterns. We do. Check them out. Welcome to the Sauna Outdoors podcast. We had a little technical difficulty. It helps when you push the record button. Yeah, we're uh, on a roll. That's right. We 30 were. seconds. But here we go again. So we're here today with uh, Karen Mikesell, who is Zach's mother. And uh, Karen was fortunate enough to draw an awesome elk tag last year in Utah. And so we, we're going to... I accompanied them on a couple days of the hunt, and it was a blast. We want to just kind of tell the whole story um also talk about how karen got into to hunting zach's a mighty hunter himself and i thought he got it from his mom but i hear that's not the case nope not the case at all so nobody nobody your grandpa didn't hunt growing up grandma mm. yeah i can't see grandma even no. stepping foot onto a mountain i don't think my dad purposes. ever hunted from little, louisiana yeah my little brother hunted but he bow hunted when he was in high school but after he got married he stopped because he didn't have anybody to go with. But when he bow hunted, I was probably three or four years old. Yeah. So, and dad, dad has always hunted since I remember. He's always hunted, but he's kind of flies by the cuff, like on the seat of his pants. He wasn't a great <laughs> example, so. You just go like, you know, opening day. He just goes for the experience. Cause that's my story. Like, you know, my background of going hunting with my dad and uncles and stuff is like kind of the, you go opening morning, maybe the second day and come home and. That was kind of it. Yeah. That was kind of John. Didn't do a whole lot of prep for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Got lucky a few times. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. I think that's kind of how it mostly went for everyone. Now it seems like this big... It's a year-round year -round deal. Yeah, it's become a, an, a more of a sport. You know, I think hunting is now a sport. Before it was kind of a hobby or recreation. Tradition. Yeah. Just I that kind of UEA weekend, you know rifle hey got two days off yeah let's load up the camp trailer and go camping right. and then hunting was second probably that's how i remember it growing up at uh -huh. least so but so then what mom because i i was gone on my mission when dad had his elk tag but i've never really asked you what why did you start to enjoy the thought of hunting because you wouldn't even up to that point up until dad shot his bull i remember this and you can deny it all you want but i remember it my mind is younger than yours okay. <laughs> therefore better memory capabilities that you were like i'm never gonna have a dead animal on my wall i'm never gonna have this no way da, 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 da. and then next thing i know dad shot his bull when i was gone and I was floored when I got a letter from you saying, yeah, I'm going to let Dad put it on the wall. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening with home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think when he got that elk, he, me and Sam thought he was dead because he did not oh. come down the mountain that night. This is a good story. <laughs> <laughs> so when me and John were out looking, and we had John's nephew, Adam, with us, and we spotted this elk clear at the top of this mountain, and John kept going, oh, I don't know. That's Last clear day of the up hunt. There. I think it's clear up there. I don't know if I want to go get it. And I just kind of was my snotty little self. And I said, oh, my gosh, grow a set of balls and go get that. Go get that elk. And he was just like, oh, okay. We go from so, talking about me on a mission to her calling my dad out on the so, That's awesome. <laughs> he took off up the mountain. And Adam, his nephew, had to go back down for football practice. So I uh -huh. left and took Adam back to Tula. And I got Sam, our daughter, 
And we went back up on the four-wheelers, and we're like waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it like starts to get dark. And right before it got dark, it was duskish. We hear a gunshot, and we're like, is that John? Did he shoot something? Or is that like, I'm hurt? You know, come find me. And I, we just sat there and waited forever. And it was pitch dark. It was about 1030 at night. Sammy was in tears. and So this is a couple hours after the gunshot. Yeah, this yeah. is like hours after the gunshot. We had periodic cell service, like Kelly Vorweller's like, hey, how did it go? And I would try to text him back to tell him, we think he's dead on the side of the mountain. And finally, Sammy said a prayer. And then she just like, she's like, I know where he is. And she just took off on her four-wheeler and left me by myself. And it was kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> and then a few minutes later, I could hear the four-wheeler. And I could hear Sammy just sobbing on the four-wheeler. And I thought, oh, my gosh, she's really dead. But she had him. She picked him up. And he had shot that elk clear up there and then had to hike down in the dark. He didn't have a flashlight or anything. So like we said. <laughs> yeah. Unprepared, just hunting all by himself. Yep. <clears throat> so we were so relieved to see him. And then when I actually saw the elk the next day, I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And so because of everything that he went through, getting it himself, he followed my advice. <laughs> he grew a pair. <laughs> he grew a pair. I told him he could put it on the wall. That's so, awesome. Yeah. What a great wife. So then did that affect you as far as wanting to get in hunting? What was the, what made you all of a sudden want to start hunting at the age of? My early 30s. 40s. <laughs> Mid-20s. Right. Yeah, exactly. I just think I... I was at a point in my life before I was so busy raising kids and going to school mm -hmm. and working and you kids were so involved in sports that any spare time I had, yeah. I didn't even think about hunting. And then you guys were older and I watched dad do that and it was fun going out and scouting. And then you got home from your mission and got really into it. And I thought, I want to do this. I want to be a part of it. And then I went clay shooting for the yeah. corp, corp games and I really enjoyed that. That was fun. So mm -hmm. I just kind of, I surprised John for our anniversary one year, and I got my um, hunter safety done. He'd been bugging me for years. That's awesome. And then I just kind of went from there. Yeah. So then you got your hunter safety. Mm -hmm. You put in for a general season deer tag, and you drew it, right? Yep. This is two so, years ago? Two years ago, mm -hmm. 2016. Fall of 2016. And so we, I think I had a tag, you had a tag, and Dad had a tag. If I remember correctly. Yep. And I think we, it was opening weekend. I had gone out a couple different times because I knew I couldn't probably take you up to where I would like to go. Just never, you know, to that point you weren't really gung-ho about getting in hiking shape. It was just kind of, okay, let's go shoot an animal. So we kind of got it into a, I just decided on an area to go and we ended up spotting your deer opening morning and he was a little bit away from us a couple ridges away but we just kind of side healed it so that wasn't bad getting to it no no but then we we found him again because we lost him do you remember losing him mm -hmm. we couldn't find him for about 20 minutes we're like where did he go he was with about a couple other bucks and a couple other does and he had bedded down behind exactly behind a quakey and like this little, yeah. Mm -hmm. And finally, I just was picking apart everything with my spotting scope and found him. And then he 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 staged there for about probably forty five minutes, and then he got back up and kind of moved down the mountain about five hundred yards, and then bedded, rebedded, and so then it was a waiting game. Well, we waited like three hours. Three hours we waited. Wow. Yeah, that was about <clears throat> nine. 
no, that was about like 8.30. I mean, it was early. And then we just waited. And he knew we were there because we were directly across the canyon. Hmm. We weren't the quietest of people. <laughs> no. And um, so we were just waiting for him to stand up. And um, do you remember what caused him to stand up? Do you remember anything about it? I Some deer came running across. Yeah. Somebody over on the other side of the mountain had shot and some deer came running over the top of the mountain, and my deer jumped up. Yeah, kind of spooked him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so then we went through that whole process. Are you on him? Do you got him? Do you, are you sure? And we have that on video, and just, okay, well, whenever you're ready. And she, boom, just before, just as he is getting ready to hightail it down the mountain. Yeah, I saw the footage, and he, like, turns, and whap! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he smacked him. I closed my eyes when I pulled the trigger. Yeah, no, I know. She said, I, here I am thinking I'm so cool. You know, I'm, I'm doing a cool little first hunt in my mom's, and I'm doing it good. And I'm like, got the reaction. Mom, the deer's down. He's down. My dad and mom are freaking out. And then she goes, I closed my eyes. And I was like, and it's ruined. I didn't, I didn't close my eyes because I didn't want to see him get shot. I just thought I was going to scope myself because my adrenaline was You're going somewhere. Prayer. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> anticipation. But yeah, uh. Scotty Smalls on the sandlot. Please catch it. Please catch it. But yep. yeah, you hit him. He ran down the mountain, tipped over, and then the fun began. Oh yeah. The fun. The pack out. Huh? Well, not Dude. even even just getting down to him because her feet. What did you? What was wrong? What we ended up finding out afterwards. But what was wrong with your feet? My feet. I had extra bones on the side of my feet, and like by my pinky toes, and it made my feet turn weird. And so they would rub really hard on any shoes or boots or anything mm -hmm. I wore. And as the day would go on, it would get worse and worse and worse. And as we were sidestepping, oh yeah, every time I would plant that foot, it would just feel like a knife was on the side of my foot, and. I tried to just suck it up and not say anything, but after so long hiking out, it was just like, I think at one time I told Zach, just leave me on the mountain. I'm going to die here. I don't want to take another step. Holy cow. But Zach was great. He kept saying, we're just going to go to that bush over there. We'll make it to that bush. And then he'd set a new goal for me, and it was it was good, but I cried. Uh, I was not very proud of myself, but it was hard. It yeah. was really hard. And John kept offering to you know, help carry me or let me carry your gun or let me do this. And I kept telling him, no, I want to do it myself. I was determined I was going to do it, but I cried. It was stubborn. very painful. First thing I did when we got to the truck was take off my shoes and my feet just all oh, like pins and needles. They were wow. so bad. Well, even before you got to the deer, I hightailed it down to try to find them. And you and dad were slowly coming down the canyon and I can just hear my mom just, I'm okay, John. John, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm okay. But at the same time, she's hurting. and mm -hmm. I, I was can hurting, hear... and I was not in great physical shape. And by the time we got to my deer, there was a guy and his son were there. Mm -hmm. And I think that man thought I was going to die, like just kill over and die, because I get really red when I'm like exerting myself and I think he thought I was going to have a heart attack or something he was like just sit down I'm like I'm okay I really am but it <laughs> yeah. was it was hard well your first hunt you got to experience what good sportsmanship is or what a good outdoorsman is that guy and that son stayed with us while I butchered it out and then helped us pack it out wow and no. you didn't know them did not know them no. had never met them before <clears throat> um, in fact we were hiking up to, so we had gotten up there before daylight, and him and his boy, it was his boy's first year hunting, and 
they came up. I didn't dare take the four-wheeler up the steep draw, so we pulled off the side and hiked the rest of it about another half mile, and then they went all the way up. And when they came up to the top, they saw us standing there, and they were kind of like, oh, sorry, you know. And, mm-hmm. and They hiked like you. <laughs> just what like, does that mean? Just like. <laughs> Terrible. Like no ankles. Fast. <laughs> they had a heavy pack on. They probably had the same. I mean, I might have had heavier pack, and then my dad had some meat, and then <laughs> I we might took, have had a heavier pack. Well, we took, <laughs> well, we took uh, everything from you. Like I you were, had that kid's backpack yeah. that had nothing in it. Yeah, so. and then we loaded that kid up with my mom's backpack with meat, and then his dad, his dad was probably McKay, McKay's size. He's a brute of a guy. They hiked all the way up. And then came back and took some more meat. I mean, they were that fast. Wow. Yeah. So. And so my mom could only That's go awesome. at her own pace. And she's like, I'm just, I'm done right here. I'm done. And my mom, just one more canyon over the can, you know, the four wheelers right there. And so, yeah, we finally got to the four wheelers and then we got back down to the truck. But so that was your first time ever hunting, your first mm-hmm. harvest. And now that deer's on your wall. Yes, it is. She yeah. got her own animal on the wall. I think he's pretty good looking, <laughs> if I must say so. He is. He's a dandy so. of a deer. Yeah. He's got some cool eye guards. And he's yeah. got double on his like left, right? Double yeah. eye guards. I think he's got double. Well, he's got double on this side, and then he's got one here, and then he's got another one sticking out yeah. the bottom. He's cool. Yeah, he's cool looking. We'll show some footage over the video. Yeah. I was, pr- I was excited, <clears throat> and I was proud. I mean, that adrenaline mm-hmm. is going, and... Like, Zach's wife is always like, I just don't know if I could kill an animal. And I'm like, trust me. You go through all that preparation, and then it's there. You're not thinking, oh, I don't know if I can do this. You just pull the trigger. Yeah. And it's quite the rush. So we get a whole lot of different emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, you get the adrenaline. Then you get the gratefulness of the animal. Frustration along the way mm-hmm. mixed in there. The pain of everything. I yeah. felt all of that with the elk. I mean, it all, uh-huh. after I shot that, it was everything well so after your deer hunt that was in october so then the hunt expo rolls around in february of the following year mm-hmm. so then you apply for hunts and the hunt expo for those that don't know who are listening there's western a big, hunting and conservation expo right they have this huge exposition in in salt lake city every february and um they have a, a, a lotted number of tags that you can apply for five dollars each tag if you draw, you still have to pay the, the total tag fee, but it's a, a cheaper application. It's an, a separate from the main state draw. They're so all, they're, most of them are limited entry. I think yeah. all of them are limited entry, maybe. Yeah, yeah. there's a and there's a whole slew of, of hunts. I don't know the oh, exact 200 number. 200 plus, I think. I, yeah, I think it's somewhere in that ballpark, but it's a, it's a great bonus opportunity. Your odds are slim still, but hey, you have an extra chance. And That's five bucks. Five bucks, yeah. yeah. And, and two weeks go by, and I think, I think I found out, and uh, yeah, I found out from Colby, Colby on a Hyde. Thursday night. Oh, you remember Thursday night? Mm-hmm. Jeez, yeah, it was Colby Hyde texted me and said, "You guys got to be freaking kidding me! <laughs> you guys have got to be luckiest sons of guns I've ever met in my life." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "What do you mean? You haven't looked at the draw results?" And I was like, "No, I thought they're not supposed to be posted till tomorrow." And he's like. No, man, your mom drew an elk tag. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I go running inside. I was driving in my truck, get, in, get home, go running inside, pull it up. And sure enough, she had drawn a, a Wasatch limited entry bull tag, early rifle. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Before this, your dad has drawn an expo tag, right? An antelope? Yeah, he's drawn an antelope tag. He drew a sportsman's bear 
Sportsman's tag. bear tag. And you drew Sportsman's deer tag. Yes. So to say that there's some <laughs> luck running through this family yep. would be an understatement. Yep. That's well, we got to awesome. have luck somewhere in our lives. Yes, we do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, Zach called me that Thursday night. I was working a night shift, and he's like, Mom... And I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, you drew an elk tag. I'm like, they don't even, they don't post it till tomorrow, Zach. And he goes, no, it's posted. And I pulled it up and looked and I was, I was super, super excited. And nobody at work appreciated it at all. <laughs> I work with all these women and they're just like, okay. And I'm like, geez, somebody be excited for me. But um, it was pretty exciting. I learned that a lot of people aren't super happy when you draw those. Like some guys were like, I've got so many points and I haven't drawn and you do you put in one time and you draw and it's like sorry but I don't know the good and the bad yep <laughs> some people were awesome, just super happy for me and others mm-hmm. were just kind of like just not not too thrilled don't so. need the, that negativity in your life yep <laughs> right. so then it that was February hunt was in September so then we had some work to do well the first thing Zach said to me when he called me and told me I drew was You've got to get your feet fixed and no more Diet Coke. <laughs> I don't remember the Diet Coke part, but... <laughs> he said, you can't drink Diet Coke like it's water anymore, Mom. And I don't know what was harder for me to accept, having my feet operated on or the Diet Coke. Oh. And so. that is America's problem right there. <laughs> yes, Everybody can relate. <laughs> so I did. I had both of my feet operated on at the same time. And I was like flat on my back, no walking or anything for a couple of weeks. And then I had... When was this? That was in April. It was like a year ago to this, actually to this day. Wow. And it was like no walking, no nothing for two weeks. And then I had the lovely shoe things that Mm -hmm. I had to wear. And it was painful. It was really painful. And I dropped a jar of mayonnaise on my foot like a couple days into it and... I was about two weeks into it, and I thought that I had just split my incisions oh, open. Man. And yeah, that was the main thing. It was like, if you don't split your incisions open, everything will go as scheduled. Yep. But I was nervous because five months, right? Right. From the time of surgery till the hunt. That's well, and, yeah. and I had never, you know, I'm Especially. going off of everything off of, you, like, you've experienced elk hunting before. I had never really hunted, you know, bull elk during the um, the rut and so I was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So I knew that you needed to get in shape, though. Yep. But as soon as I could walk, I started walking just slowly. Slowly. So when could you start walking? Um, I had surgery in April, and it was towards the end of May that I could really start walking. It, my toes were super sensitive, and the sides of my feet were, but I just started walking around the neighborhood, and then... One morning, I decided to walk up Settlement Canyon to see how far I could get, and I walked all the way to the top, and that was a new goal. I would do that, or I'd go up Campopedi. Campopedi would kick my butt. It was pretty steep. Mm-hmm. And then um, we started going on hikes, you and I, and Tish and Dad, and just kind of gradually, you know, kept doing it. So how many, I know you kept track, Mom, of how many miles you had hiked. How many miles did you end up hiking in preparation for, or hiking slash walking? You started off walking and then kind of steeper. It was like 50 miles. 50 miles. Yeah. So you you definitely put in the time there. Did you feel prepared? I did feel prepared. I felt like I couldn't have done much more. And I gave up the Diet Coke. I had one Diet Coke a day, sometimes no Diet Coke. 
and that was really hard for me. <laughs> so, but I did feel prepared. I felt like I was probably in the best shape I've ever been in. Okay. So that we, I mean, that took forever. I mean, in, in, as we're doing that, we're trying to figure out a list of equipment we were going to need. Okay. We, I had always wanted to have a big dream elk camp mm-hmm. and Tisha's family there, you know, has a cabin right there near Strawberry Reservoir where we decided to, to camp. And I was like, no, no, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to stay in the cabin. I want to, I want to have a nice big elk camp. And so we had to get lights for camp. We had to get everybody lined out because Sam and Michael were coming down from Washington State for your first week into your hunt. So we had to make sure everybody was was lined out. And so, man, I can't. I mean, you started buying things here and there. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest worry was rain gear for you and Dad because I know you guys didn't have any. And it's September in Utah. We're near a big body of water. You never know what kind of weather we were going to have. And so I contacted Jeremy Zumwalt and said, Hey, you know, is, where's the, who's got the best rain gear? You know, who's going to do, you know, who, you know, do you know anybody who can hook us up? I said, we just spent so much money on other stuff. It's not like we can afford $400 rain gear. And he's like, Oh, let me call my buddies down at King's Camel. And they were, they gave you a pretty good discount they on did. some. They did. They gave me a great discount, and I got some nice rain gear. Yeah, really good. At XKG rain gear. It was gear. nice. And that I was, awesome. I was yeah. so grateful. They were awesome. Kings were awesome. Yeah, you drove down there to their outlet, and they yep. hooked you up. They hooked me up. So that was awesome. Awesome of, awesome of them. And then it was go time. Well, not go time, because during that whole thing, what were we doing? Scouting. Scouting, Scouting. <clears throat> yep. So the first scouting trip we went on, I had always, there's a YouTube video. There's a certain YouTube video, and whether it's true or not, I don't know. But it's these two gentlemen hunting cows with their bows, and they're sitting on a water hole. And this 7x7 bull elk comes out of the woodwork. This is near dusk, just screaming his head off. And he's a 400-inch bull. He's huge. And, you know, I'm having people look at him. I said, look at this video. I said, they say it's up Diamond Fork Canyon. And so I was dead set on, well, that's where we're going to go. But obviously, up Diamond Fork Canyon, you have so much country. And so we went up there the first time, and we decided, okay, we're going to um, go and just kind of learn country. So that that trip was fun. Me, you, Dad, and Tish. It was fun. That's when, oh, yeah, I went... What morning was it? You guys saw bears? I think it was on a Saturday morning. We went up a Thursday night, and I think it was Saturday morning. Me and Tisha split up with you from you and Dad, and we were just out walking on a dirt road, and all of a sudden we hear this crashing through the trees, and this mama bear and two cubs came right down in front of us and just stopped. And me and Tisha were just like, oh, crap. And the mama bear looked at us, looked at her cubs, and then just took off running again. And it was pretty exciting. Yeah. Tisha's ex-wife was petrified that we were going to get ate by a bear when we were up there. So. <laughs> yeah, we kept telling her, listen, we're not. I, there's bears up here, but nothing's going to happen. And then they see one face-to-face. <laughs> That's how it always goes. I know. <laughs> yep. Until something, someone, something isn't going to happen, and then mm-hmm. it comes close. <laughs> yeah. We didn't see very many elk that little scouting trip. I so. think we saw six bulls, but we saw, and two of them are really nice. That's why I think I became 
like I just had that image in my head. So I, I constantly wanted to keep going back to that spot, back to that spot. And that's kind of where we saw the majority of the bulls later on. But we went from that scouting trip. That was in, it was my it was birthday July, weekend. Yeah. It was my birthday weekend. So mid-July and then... In me, August, you and I went up. Yeah, we went up just for a day. But before that, me, McCade, and Tisha went up and stayed the night. Yep. We went up for uh, just a Saturday, basically. Set a couple trail cameras. And your wife is incredible at finding elk. I know. Oh, Holy she cow. is amazing. She's just like, there's an elk right there. Yeah. We're like, we've been glassing that for 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah, and she'll just, have her, she'll just be quiet and have her binoculars up. And she'll be like, she'll just do that. There's one. There's one. <laughs> There was one. Like, we're excited when we see him, and she's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, there's one. She's good. But it took us a little bit that morning to really find him, and once we did, um, there were, man, like six, eight bulls feeding just below some trees, and we got the spotters on them, and we started picking them over. a long ways away. We were uh, a couple miles, yeah. I'm thinking. <clears throat> but we started really... St- trying to examine them and there were a couple of decent bulls we're like oh that'd be fun that'd be, yeah, he's be got a good, good look to him yeah and then we like look at that one that was feeding right in the bottom of the trees and he was huge finally lifted his head and his well tail he just turned and you're just like oh my gosh he was a nice bull yeah and i showed that video to jeremy and jeremy's like you don't have any video closer i'm like no <laughs> but and he's like well based on this he's like i would think that's the 370 inch type bull and we had him at about 360 it's kind of what we were thinking but we're not experts i always guess and then like take off like 30 points <laughs> 30 inches yeah but i mean he was by far the biggest one i got the blood pumping a little bit oh yeah it did and, and then we started picking them up all over different little hills in that area and as the morning wore on they started heading for timber to, to bed down but that was a good spot. That was and, a hot spot. And then we decided we wanted to go set some cameras in that area because there were a lot of elk hanging out yeah. there. So we loaded up, packed in, and we found their bedroom. We did. Fresh beds, fresh poop. Fresh pee. Just right up above them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could smell them like crazy. And so we, we stuck a camera up there, which is still sitting there. Still sitting there. That <laughs> camera is still there. We got the one. Got to go get it. But the other one, we checked it. When me and my mom went up, I think I had a Thursday off, mm-hmm. and I said, my mom, let's just get up super early. Got up at like 4 in the morning, drove up from Tooele up to Strawberry, got to where we needed to be, hiked in, grabbed the cards, put new cards in, came back, checked them, and never never got a camera or a picture of the big bull. Nope. Some, got some decent bulls. Some though. decent bulls, but nothing that was like, you think that you're right where they would always be. Like, mm-hmm. okay, here's where they would be. And it was an awesome spot. If I was a bull elk, that's where I'd be every afternoon. <laughs> in the shade, in the timber. But we didn't get awesome pictures on it. But then you and I, remember the loop we made? Mm-hmm. We made the huge loop. And we were on the top. And so then we're looking down um, into like Diamond Fork a little bit from Strawberry Ridge. That's where we were. We were on top and of Strawberry Ridge. And Zach kept saying, we're in bear country. We're in bear country. And I'm like, okay, so what's our plan if we see a bear? And Zach's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, no, seriously, what's our plan? I was like waiting we're for a bear. And he's like, 
But we were just in berries. There was just wild berries all yeah. around us. And I'm like, oh. And I just kept seeing piles of bear poop. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be interesting. But you did good on that hike. Mm-hmm. That was like your first real putting your boots to the yeah. ground My for first your hunt. Test. Yeah. And I was pretty excited because I did good and didn't complain. And it was a hot day. Yeah, it was really hot. That was probably first part of August, I think. It was 90 plus when we went in. I mean, it was it was hot. Warm. It was toasty. So, and then I think we made a couple more trips up just to kind of look. Just quick trips. Tisha and I made one. And uh, they were starting to bugle a little bit. It was like the week before. But they had all kind of, they were all, you know, obviously out in the open at that point just because the bow hunt was going on. But then we decided where we were going to go, and then we went up there. And so what day was that? I think it was your hunt started on like 22nd. It's on a Saturday. No, or like the 15th or something. 15th yeah. to the 22nd. <clears throat> and so we went up on a Thursday. And we were worried about rain. Because mm-hmm. it had it been rained, raining. Yeah. Yep. It was raining that weekend. Yeah. And we were just like, oh man. <clears throat> the whole drive up there, like, hopefully none of our stuff just gets super soaked. But we finally, we get up to Heber, and it was like the storm was starting to break. And then by the time we got up to camp, sun was out. It was perfect. Got camp set up. Then we mm-hmm. went over to off of the, where we had been seeing the bulls. And I just, I had never cow called before. Right, and that was like my biggest worry all summer with Makeda. I was like, dude, I, I've never cow called. I've I had never, never heard a bugle before, a real bugle, and that was pretty, pretty amazing to hear that first yeah, time. Yeah, because Friday night, the night before the hunt started, right, you saw a bull, and a long Zach, ways away. Zach called it in from a <clears> long ways, and it was really cool. It just kind of got you excited. It got your adrenaline oh, yeah. going. <laughs> we were all excited, and it was it was pretty cool to share that with my kids and. And everybody that was there with us, it was just pretty neat. Yeah, it was fun. That was like kind of the pressure wasn't quite on yet. It was just kind of we're camping. It's the day before the hunt and called it in. And that's kind of what made us decide, okay, opening morning, this is where we're going to go. Not necessarily because that bowl was the biggest, but it's kind of where we've been seeing most of the action. And we had heard other bugles down below too. So we were like, yeah, that's where we're going to go. And you got there, McCade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd been up uh, scouting for my muzzleloader deer hunt and got rained on, freaking snowed on, actually, right, yeah. <clears throat> and showed up. I brought over the deadhead bull that we'd found the oh, spring yeah. before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was getting all kinds of compliments as I drove through Heber and <laughs> stopped for gas. <laughs> Where'd you shoot that one? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, just barely. Yeah, found it story. a while ago. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, you guys were pumped for the morning, so... Mm-hmm. Morning rolls around, opening morning. We all loaded up. The it was dark. cold. It was cold. It was cold. It was. It was in the 30s. Yeah. I mean, there's frost everywhere. Yeah. Roads that were muddy are now frozen, frozen. solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went to, we got in the trucks. I remember we drove up to Glassing Point and all unloaded and just started waiting for daylight and started picking the mountain apart. Mm-hmm. Was it was it bugles that we heard? We hadn't seen anything. Or did we? We saw a moose. Yeah, we saw a moose. Yep, I remember that. And uh, and then we did hear some bugles. And that's when we decided to hike in. Yeah, to drop off the top and go in. Mm-hmm. And that is where the beginning of the fun began as far as... what it, We decided to go right off the top. And it was... 
you know, the road's carved in the side of the mountain where we were. And in order to drop down, we had to, it wasn't like a far distance, but the first initial hundred yards were, it was steep, steep, steep. and And right off the road was steep. Yeah. Yeah, And slick. It was frosted over. It was really slick. And I slipped and fell right on my butt. Yeah. Like (laughs) 10 steps in. Yeah, literally. And Zach and McCabe both turn around and they're like... My first thing was, did you hit the scope? Yeah, and McCabe the, was like, even... are you okay? And Zach's like, did you hit the scope? And I'm like, <laughs> How's the I'm like, I don't know. It happened so fast. I don't know what I hit. So so picked her back up, kind of started moving again. I have one thing on my mind. Yeah. Let's get to this ball. <laughs> McCabe is destroying us as far as, well, even that in the whole... Oh, there's bugles down there. Let's go. I forgot the rangefinder. That's right. So you kept going. Yeah, we kept going and you ran. Back. I went back up, met Michael. He you. busted down and mm-hmm. met me halfway, gave me the rangefinder. And so, and the radio. I can't, maybe it was the radio too, but so it was just kind of that the worst opening morning story you can have. You just the moment you prepared. forget things. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's happened to lots of people, I'm sure. Yeah. But we get in there. And the uh, the sun's starting to come up a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. The frost is like burning off, and there's mm-hmm. a light Steaming. fog right through yep. there. It was light fog. picturesque. Yeah. It and this bull's bugling yep. across the canyon. And yep. I'm just like stoked. Yep. So we, I finally it. catch up to you guys, mm-hmm. figure out where you're at. Um, and then you broke off to go down and around and try to... Yeah, we kept we had, didn't have a very good look at this bull. We He it's sounded really nice. He, he yeah. had a very nice bugle, more mature sounding. So The whole hillside was just thick pines. Mm-hmm. We, we knew pretty close to where he was, but we couldn't get a good glimpse of him. So, yeah, I, I bolted around and tried to drop in below and see if we could draw him out so we could potentially have a shot at him. Yeah. And he would just he was stuck. He just wouldn't come out. Didn't want to play. Move. He'd answer, but he just he didn't want to play. And then he finally did. He kind of worked out into some an opening. He never came out across. We, we could see one side. Mm-hmm. That's all we could see was one side. Those are our dogs, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is going on out there. They're eavesdropping. Dad is not doing a good job. He's probably the dogs. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, um, we decided... Not a good opening day bull. We'll yeah, I worked back up. He, we had finally got a glimpse of him. Kind of could check out what he yeah. was, what he had on top. And it, I wanted you to shoot him <laughs> just because I loved the whole story of it. But yeah, yeah. he for that tag, that time of the hunt, it just yeah. It they're like not fit. opening day. You can't shoot this opening day. So yeah, and it was. I mean. I had a dead set in my mind. No, I don't want my mom to shoot anything until at least midweek. Because <laughs> I wanted to have the experience. You wanted to enjoy the hunt. I wanted to have fun. Mm-hmm. And we'd packed all, I mean, we'd packed weeks worth of food. And, but, they were ready. I mean, if he was a, a no-brainer shooter bull, then yeah. But it was like, oh, he's iffy. Small six point. Yeah. And so we decided to hike back up. Yeah, we backed out and went and got some lunch. Yep. Recouped a little bit. Yeah. Then we went over and... We decided to go to a... Uh, I had a, a patient tell me at work, said, hey, you really need to try to go look in this area. And, and that's where Tish and I went and found this road that drops you down into some awesome canyons. And um, 
we heard a couple of bugles there on our scouting trip. So I was like, well, let's just try over there. Because there's a lot of people where we were that mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. It's like, well, let's go clear over there. So we go over there, and we kind of have a nice, easy hike in. And Sam and Michael are with us, and they're basically sea level. And so they weren't yeah. kind of ready to do a big hike either. They were sucking wind bad. Yeah. And because we were like 9,500 feet at this point, I think. And so we're kind of looking. Like we walked around the front of a mountain. Yeah, we we were sitting on this this ridge where it uh, separated us from a big canyon, and then there were a bunch of other canyons running perpendicular to that, you know, offshoot. And we were just sitting there trying to glass, picking things apart. Everything looked good, but nothing. We weren't seeing anything. Couple of hunters on the ridge next to us. Yep, that's kind of what pushed us back over. Right, and so we started working back over to where Karen and and John were sitting with your sister and brother-in-law, and we got over there. Had they already spotted the bull? I think they had heard. They're like, there's bugles down here. Yeah, okay. we, could hear, we could hear some bugles. That's what it was. And we're, yeah, we're standing up on top of this ridge, and I look down, and there's that bull, like, right in the bottom. We're like, that's yeah. a dang nice bull. And his bugles sounded like he was further away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Michael's like, guys, look. And we look down, and he's just right 500 yards straight down from us. And he stood there for 10 seconds. 10 seconds, like, but we didn't. I'm out. My mom had her gun on her shoulder. We weren't ready. Nobody it was ready. Nobody was there ready was no at time. all. He so, turned and went into the pines, and we are like, we have like 45 minutes of light. What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. And so we. I think I was up. halfway down the mountain at this point. Mm, <laughs> yeah. So there's no turning back. Yeah. So we went down. We started chasing it. And he kept bugling. Yeah, we uh, actually, so it was, it was really steep there too. Yeah. Really steep getting in there. And then it got thick in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I had the one thing on my mind. I was cow calling and trying to catch up to him. And I'd catch glimpses of him up ahead of me. And, but we just, he was just that much ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just kept working deeper and deeper. And by time we finally caught up to him, it was too dark and, we had to back out. Yeah, we back out or back up. Mm-hmm. Back up. That's what we... So, yeah, Tisha, Sam, and Michael went back to the trucks, and we started hiking up. Right. And... Once again, not prepared. Not prepared. Because, nope. hey, we're just going to drop in, kill this bull, and they'll bring us our stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it was. So, I think I had a headlamp. I had a headlamp. And I we, think that None was of it. us had water. None of us had water. No, none of us had food. Nope. Um, we we had yeah. left our packs up on top yeah. to go in quick and light. Left our packs, so we had a we had kind of gone down and back up the other side. So then coming back, we had to go back down a little bit, get into the bottom, which was thick, and then start up the other side. And I remember thinking, should we go back the way we came up? Because hindsight, I think that would have been better, but. I don't know. Who knows? The only reason it would have been better was because there would have been less deadfall, I think. Yeah, it was open. We decided to go into the trees because it looked like a mellower gradient yeah. going up. We could kind of cut over and then cut back across the face. and It was dark at that point. <laughs> no headlamp. I mean, two headlamps between four of us. And and McCade's cruising. He's up ahead of us. I'm like, where is McCade I at? wanted to get up and find the packs because I thought they had left them. And we were oh, just, yeah. And bring water down. And come back. So it's dark. I'm with my mom and my dad. 
And I don't know if it was because it got dark, but it felt like once it got dark. Once it got dark, I kind of had a meltdown. (laughs) So I was tired and it was deadfall. Like every step was like a huge high step. It wasn't just easy. It wasn't easy. And it was steep. Yeah, it was very steep. And I think, I just think the whole accumulation of the emotions like the whole prep up to it like all summer I was really nervous and everybody kept telling me oh it's so easy to shoot an elk during the rut it's just (laughs) and I kept thinking I am gonna look so stupid if I don't get an elk and I just think everything like the prep setting up camp Mm -hmm. and then I was tired and we were just hiking and it seemed to go on adrenaline dumps yeah mm -hmm. and it's like it we just kept going and Zach could be like it's it's we're almost there and I was crying and I was so mad at myself because I was crying because that was the one thing I wasn't going to do. And I kept saying I was sorry. And Zach finally turned around and he's like, shut up. Nobody cares. And he's like, quit saying you're well, sorry. I was just like, mom, enough <laughs> is enough. Okay? He's like, quit we know you're sorry. I said, but now you just have to say, okay, I'm sorry. Kick it in the butt. We got to make it to the top of the mountain. And because once we get to the top, it's flat. flat. It was a road. But there for a little while, the... the pinnacle of your meltdown it kept on like rounding you know when you think you're getting to the top and then it just rounds mm-hmm. and then it's still up and then False it rounds summits. and then it's still yeah. up and that's what kept happening and then we're in sagebrush we only have the one headlamp my headlamp and so her feet are getting tangled in the sagebrush and she's like tripping and falling and then just she's tired her legs aren't being up and you let out some uh, vulgarity at one point like you scream and yelled and said I don't recall. I am bleepity bleep over this. And I was just like, oh, things just got real. Like, like oh my gosh, her whole hunt might be done. Like, well, this might be done. Like, I was like, I didn't know what to expect after that. And so it was like another 20 yards, and we got on the little four-wheeler road, and we were able to hike back or walk back because it was pretty flat and made it back to the trucks. Got water. Got water. Went back to camp, ate a good dinner. Everybody and, like tiptoed around me because yeah, were we like, were just like, we'll have our own campfire over here. <laughs> like, give Karen some space. Karen tonight. can stay back at camp. We'll just come over here. But I, I, I was worried, but I wasn't worried. But I was just like, well, that, like I was nervous at that point to go after. I was afraid bowl we like had just pushed you too hard because I, I got in my mindset like I'm just like go 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 go. And I, when we were chasing that bull that evening, I. I'd keep like looking back and you guys weren't there. And I'm like, oh, this isn't my hunt. I need to go back with them. We need yeah. to go at her pace. I was like, oh, crud. I Anybody that knows me, I am really easygoing and things just kind of roll off my back. But then every so often, I just kind of have to have a meltdown and it just kind of rejuvenates yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go. So yeah. that was my one and only meltdown, that entire elk hunt. That is true. So. And you got out of, way, out of the way on opening yep. night. So, yeah. And then we, so that night, we all fell asleep, good sleep, wake up the next morning, kind of go back to our original glassing spot. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because there were bulls fighting. It was like something clicked overnight and they were like full on rut. I mean, I think we saw probably 12 bulls just running around some, you know, mm-hmm. satellite bulls, but there were a couple, three or four mature bulls. Yeah. And we decided to go in on them. So we left uh, half the group up on the road to to kind of glass and be our spotters. And the three of us went in, game plan to go find one of these bulls and 
put it down. It was going to happen. Yeah. I think we were all ready for it now. Oh, yeah, I was ready. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect because there's a motorcycle trail right there. I was like, I was thinking like post-harvest. Yeah, it would have been It would have been awesome. And so we, spot. we're hiking in. We're, you know, it's not a bad hike in, which was nice. No, we could cruise. We, mm-hmm. we, we got in there quick. So we kind of st- decided to start getting up on a high point. McCade, you're ahead of us. Uh-huh. And what happened? <laughs> this is awesome. This is public land. I don't know what camo it. these guys were wearing, but apparently it was really good. <laughs> and I don't know why they didn't say anything, but I got up there. I'm like, oh, well, I'm ahead of Zach's mom. Relieve myself for a minute. So I post up at this tree, this big bush, really. And start peeing. I peed. Well, I, I peed and I got done, zipped up, and I like go back over to my pack around the tree. And I look over and there's two guys sitting there and they're like, up i'm like what <laughs> common why, courtesy why didn't you say anything what like my you? pee is splattering <laughs> on your leg sir it wasn't quite that close but it felt really close and i was like well <laughs> i'll go back and meet zach and his mom we'll go somewhere else oh man they they kind of felt like they had cleaned that spot i guess what in the world are Hallie those wants dogs in doing here. it's slick out there jeez so, yeah. So, so we kind of had to figure out a new game plan. The, the spot we were in, there was kind of a, a centralized bowl and some canyons shooting off in different directions. But this is kind of a, a central point for uh, for that area. And so we decided we would kind of work back towards the truck, in a sense, and, and work up on top of that ridge and see if we could, it gave us a better vantage point back into this canyon where those guys couldn't see. And it was thick, mm-hmm. again. It was thick. And we, we kind of got up on top of that ridge, if I remember right, and we started hearing bugles back across the back, kind of where we had seen Not them. where we expected to hear them. Either. No. Because we were kind of thinking... They'd be lower. Yeah. Like, we're going we're gonna to go down to where they... We, we had seen, like, from the, the glassing point, it almost looked mm-hmm. like one continuous mountain. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It was... One was further back. Mm-hmm. And we were going to go, we were thinking we were going to see the ones on the front side. Right. And then the ones on the back side, I guess, started bugling. And that's what kind of grabbed our attention. Right. So we, we pushed it over. We had a little bit of a hill to climb and we got up on the back side of it. And it was like rut city going on back there. Mm-hmm. It w- there was a canyon between us, but on that far hillside, there you could just hear a big bull bugling like crazy and... Now the heart's beating fast. The heart's beating going. fast. We can't see them, but we can hear them. Yeah. And then it was like the floodgates opened up. Do you remember? It was I just did. like all of a sudden, poof, poof. Yeah, boof, all these cows boof, filed boof. out of the trees, and they started single, single file shooting down the ridge, heading away from us to our left. And that bull came out with them, and Zach and I were just like, oh my shoot gosh, shooter bull. Holy cow. And he worked. He just flipped right around and went back in the trees. Yeah, he tilted his head back, and then just poof, powered right in the trees like he was going to kick someone's butt. And those cows just—it was like he came out of the trees as the cows. It was crazy. Like it was, I don't know what it was, but they were just running right past him, and he would just bugle like, "Yeah, these are my women. Check them out. Here they are, single file right in front of you." And then they turn around and like somebody was talking smack. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go kill you right now." Yeah, there, I don't know if there was another bull in there, but there had to have been yeah, like something, because he was concerned. He he went back in the trees. I'm like, "This is it. This is the bull. We got to get him." And we're Jeez. still just standing there, dogs. And uh, anyway, he he kind of came back out, 
and I, I cow called, and he just turned and looked right over at us, and without hesitation, he bolted down the hill towards us. Yeah, because they right split up. Us. Eight went this way, and like twenty came this way towards us. The cows, mm-hmm. and he was going to go after the smaller group. Yeah, he was starting to go there, and you cow called, and then he just on a string, dead run. And I look over, and Karen still got the gun slung over her shoulder, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, you might want to get ready, get that gun ready, mm-hmm. but this is going to happen quick. Yeah. So you guys set up, and I tried to film all this and call and reviewing the footage. I didn't know whether my camera was on or off, and so there's some, <laughs> yeah, some mix up there. But we had a, a little dilemma. We had to to hurry and figure out because there was there was no clearing in front of us where this bull's path of travel was until right in front of us. Mm-hmm. But um, we could see him further away, and it would have been. I don't know, 350-yard shot. Yeah. And that was pretty good clearing. It was like, do we stop him there, or do we let him come all the way? Because if he comes, he might smell us. I don't know. We're yeah. gambling at that yeah. point. So we kind of decided, first clearing, stop him, shoot him. And I was worried about you, Mom, just trying to find him in the scope. That was like my biggest I worry. I, had, I have problems finding things in the scope. But I did find him. And I shot, and I did not close my eyes, and That's I missed, good. and I missed. Yeah, we didn't even see dirt. No, nope. nothing. I was like, "Mom, you missed. Shoot him again." Yeah, she missed, and he just kind of turned and started working into the trees, kind of at an angle away from us. But he was working up towards another clearing, clearing. a bigger clearing. And I was like, "Well, that's chance two, and that's all we're gonna get probably." So Zach was helping you. Get mm-hmm. all set up. Get reloaded. And I was keeping an eye on him, and he, he popped out into that clearing, and we cow called, and he stopped. I'm like, shoot him. Shoot broadside, him, shoot him. looking right at us. It was the perfect shot, like the perfect setup, and I missed again. Bam. And he just turned and worked through the trees. And, and that was, that was probably 400 yards. And I just remember, because we had been practicing shooting, and she was accurate. Out to about 500 yards, mm-hmm. probably about as far as we went. And I just remember you turning to me and you're like, I know I had a dead rest. Like, I know I did. It wasn't moving. I know I had a dead rest. And that's when I was like, uh oh. Yeah, usually that second shot, I mean, your nerves are kind of gone. Yeah. They're, you're calm. You're, you're more focused. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, what happened? And, and then I knew I had, yeah. I just, yeah, you, you said, I knew you, it. you're like, the scope was right on him. My breathing was good, and then I just remembered she slipped. She slipped and fell. The first 10 steps of the hunt. <laughs> Yesterday. And that right. is, it yeah. must have knocked the scope off. But we were sick. We <laughs> were trying to, I mean, it was like, Mom, it's okay. Oh, that was a big it hurts <laughs> Okay, Mom, it hurts my feelings. Yeah, the whole way back to the truck, <laughs> the whole way back to camp. Oh, my gosh, that was a beautiful bowl. That was a beautiful oh bowl. Oh, man, he looks so oh. good. I mean, Mom, it's okay. I mean, it's yeah, right. I don't worry. We'll get you another one. But, oh, my gosh, that ball like, for this unit, that would have been enough. Oh, but, Mom, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Know? But we had a cool little appetizer afterwards missing oh, the bowl with the little calf the little calf that came yeah up. that's right we just kept sitting there after he had worked out and we started we could hear another elk in there and so we kept cow calling and pretty soon this calf comes bolting out ran right yards up. oh closer than that he's i think it was right like five there. yards he stopped and 
we got video. You can only see him, like the ear over your head or something. I was afraid to move. Mm-hmm. But you, you could see the drool like coming the off the lips. It was right there. Just a little bleat. Just, <laughs> and you're like, oh. But yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. So we went and checked for blood just in case. Right. Worked back over there. Nothing. Nada. So yeah. we hiked yeah. out. So then we, well, we hiked back up on top. We did. That's that's true. And I then we, we hiked out to kind of like where he went. And we were like, well, let's just go see. And my radio had died. So from where we had left everybody, they should have been able to see him go up and over. But it would have been a ways away. Mm-hmm. They would have had to have been still watching, even though it had been like two and a half hours later. <laughs> Who knows if they were just in the truck, whatever. But the battery had died on the radio, so I couldn't radio back. And so we start hiking, and we get to a point where we decide to turn around. And the day before we killed your bull, we ran into that... Blake Mm -hmm. and he told us he's like if you guys would have kept walking he said there was nine bulls bedded in this little patch of of trees and you guys would have been in them he's like it would have been absolutely insane because he was watching us and He's like that because he's like, yeah, there's three people hiking and da da da. I was like, yeah, that was us. He's like, oh my gosh. But we didn't know the scope was off. Like, I had no we idea. got in there, who knows what would have happened? Yeah, yeah. I would have jumped on and wrestled it, and then you just put a <laughs> rifle right on him. Give but, me that gun. Yeah, <laughs> that was so disappointing though. Just so close. Well, so yeah. at this point, we still don't know. We are skeptical. Scope's probably off. Right. I was praying that it was off, just so. I yeah, had an mom excuse. didn't. Yeah, didn't like beat herself up so much. So then we, so this is back. yeah, this is Sunday morning into afternoon. Now it's, I mean we gotta go. We have some lunch I think, and people have to leave. Got work. Yes, yeah, so we yeah. go into Heber. That's right to eat. And you had to go to work. My mm-hmm. sister Sam and her husband had to fly back to Washington. And dad had to go. Dad had to, had to go, to go to work. And Tisha. Yep. So just you and me. So we go into Heber, we went to like Cafe Rio or something, ate with everybody, said goodbye, and then I was like, okay, we're going to Sportsman's right now. I said, something's off on this scope, we're going to go figure it out. So I just said, hey, can you just throw the bore sight on this scope and just see where it's at? The guy's eyes just get big and he's like, it is in, like barely in the scope, it's in the bottom left quadrant, barely showing up in the scope. And I said, okay, that was kind of relief to me. Yeah. Because I was just kind of like, okay, mom, see, like all your practice was good. I said, you were on the bowl. You were, you did everything right. I said, yeah. it's just that scope got bumped. And so then the kid at the, at the gun counter was, you know, I was like, was there anyone? It was probably about four or five in the afternoon at this point. And is there anybody gun range open? And they're like, no. But the kid was like, but my uncle, he knows a guy who runs the shooting range up in Camas. I can try to get a hold of him and see if they'd be willing to go and open it up. And and I'm not a, I don't know guns that well. I don't know how to zero a gun at 200 really well. Like, not enough to, like, oh, my gosh, it's my mom's limited entry bull tag to feel comfortable doing it. So I'm like, oh, please, 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 like, <laughs> please answer. And so they said, yeah, just meet us up there. So we hightailed it up there. They were awesome. They were really good. They had some really good pointers for me. Just mm-hmm. helping me get comfortable. And I told him, he goes, why do you flinch? And I said, I'm afraid I'm going to scope myself because John had told me over and over I was going to. And he's like, you don't put your eye close enough to get scoped. He goes, you hold it out pretty far. He said, so quit worrying about it. It's not going to happen. And that made me feel better. But he just had some good some good advice. Yeah, they were awesome people. They I were mean, great. 
to kind of do that. So then it was kind of so again, it's another awesome sportsman helping. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Out. That's incredible. Yeah. And so then we go back to camp. What is Hallie doing in there? This is great podcast. Your dad's fired. Backdrop. I know, Dad. You're supposed to watch the dogs. Um, So we go back to camp, and Hallie, I cannot believe this. We go back to camp, and we we try to, you know, get a good rest. And I'm pretty sure it was Sunday night because it was the first first night that no everybody was gone out of the tent. And so I had a Kodiak spring bar tent, could sleep like eight people in it. And we, uh, you're sleeping on one end, I'm sleeping on the other. And it's like... I'm mm. on an air mattress. You're on an air mattress. He's on a cot. I'm on a cot and I'm sleeping on dad's cot. So I just, I'm like, I, about 1.30 in the morning, I just hear dang mice, you know, like scratching on the canvas. And you're just like, oh, it annoys me. I'm trying to sleep and I can hear these guys scratching and... Um, the night before that, we could hear a raccoon getting into our, our, garbage. our garbage. And so that was about one fifteen. Finally, at like 2.30, I hear scratching again. And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm, that's it. I'm, somebody's about to die. And so I start yelling your name. I'm like, Mom, Mom, because the light was over by you. And because I had figured it out that it was inside. It was inside of our tent at this point, and I am pissed because this is a new canvas or a Kodiak canvas tent, and it ate a hole through the canvas, and it's now in our tent. Can't find its way back out. I'm a little, I'm furious. When I finally wake up, I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "There's a mouse in here." There's a he mouse. Goes, turn on that light. So I reached up and I turned on my light. And I'm sitting up in my cot like this, long sitting, kind of, you know, just like, oh. She turns the light on, and right off the right side. I just go, shit, it's a skunk. And I grab my sleeping bag, and I just go down for cover. And and I reached up and turned the light off, and we just laid there. And I'm just trying oh not to breathe. <laughs> finally, I'm like, Zach, what are we going to do? And he's like, I don't know. You guys are pinned down. Like, I don't know, because during the meantime, it had walked over. It's crisscrossed underneath my cot a couple times. And I'm just like, it just occurs to me like, if it sprays in here, the tent's junk, my hunting pack's junk, my sleeping bags are junk, my everything. I mean, probably over $5,000 worth of stuff is junk, and I am just like, oh, please don't. <laughs> and so finally, it kind of just stayed over by me, and I was like, Mom. It was windy this night. and I, I like, like, unzipped the, the opening by me really, really slow and just let it fall open, and we just sat there, and you could hear it come over by my head, and then it just stopped. <laughs> yeah, then it didn't. This is the best part. And I'm just, like, waiting because I know it's right by my head, and then you can hear it go out and leave. And I'm like, I'm like I turn the light on, and well, I, I was look. like, Mom. I was like, Mom, close the zipper. She's like, it's right there. It's still right there. And finally, it waddled off. And I turned the light on, and he had stopped right by my head and pooped. And there's just, <laughs> just like diarrhea, diarrhea right by my head. Just, oh. Hey, that's way better than oh my gosh. the alternative. So that's like 2.30 in the morning. Now I am like wired, yeah. like just right. not going to go to sleep. And we were just laughing about it. We were just doing everything just hysterical. And, and then... We're just like, cannot believe that happened. And then that was the last really exciting thing that happened until Wednesday. Because Monday and Tuesday, 
we just hiked and hiked and hiked and hiked. Right. You could hear, from what you told me, you were hearing bugles, but you could never catch up to us. No. Monday, see bulls. Well, Monday we could hear bugles, could ne- but they were in the trees. They uh-huh. were in the timber. And we would hike to one ridge and they'd be two ridges away. It never really made sense of that saying when people would say it until I experienced it. And I was like, yep, they're moving. And then Monday night, it got windy again, and it stayed windy mm-hmm. and rainy on Tuesday. <clears throat> so you couldn't cow call to locate. They're not bugling. You can't hear because it's 40-mile-an-hour wind. And you want to talk about downtrodden. I mean, oh, that yeah. we were starting to hit that point, and I was just starting to just really get down. And I finally, you know, I was like, hey, I got one more in me, one more in me. So Wednesday morning, we go out. And that darn bull that we were after just kept on just... He was moving like he had somewhere to be, and we just could never catch up. And So we come back, and I'm just kind of ticked off. A, because the night before, the guys that you almost peed on <laughs> passed us on the main road, and it's me and my mom. That's it. And they've got six guys in this truck, and there's they shot a pretty nice bull. And as they're approaching us, they roll every window down, open even the back window, and they're just like, yeah, just like rubbing it in our face. And even I look in my side view mirror as we drive past, and they're like, have their hands out the back window, like, yeah, look at our bull, like, oh, yeah. And I'm just like, cool, awesome. They were probably mad that congratulations uh, that we had a chance at the bull um, on Sunday, and they didn't. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, so either way, I was just kind of ticked off about that. Poor sports. And, and then I'm just, you know, I'm feeling like kind of the same thing. Like everybody talks about how easy it is to kill a bull in the rut. Like, oh, it's like killing a cow out in the middle of a field. People say that, but really you still have to get to the elk. Mm-hmm. And it, the rut is weird from what I've experienced. I'm not an expert on hunting elk or anything, but from what I've seen, like the rut kind of like it goes in waves. Like they'll be really hot, hot into it and then it'll just like die. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, it'll kick back up again. And it, it's really weird in those off times. It's hard. Yeah. And the weather just wasn't helping us. I mean, right. I knew they they were there. And so then here we are. It's rainy. It's windy. It's kind of like we just went for a drive, just hoping to run into one almost. And we're just kind of like, uh. And um, after Wednesday morning's hunt, it was like, okay, we got to go into town just to different scenery. Yeah. Just to get a change. And I think I was really worried because... Zach had taken off all his time for my hunt and nothing was happening and he was worried that I wasn't having a good time so we're like worried about each other and just like and it was supposed to snow the next day and I'm kind of like going oh man <laughs> I don't know and then that's when I called you McCade right like, dude time I get this phone call I, I text you and I'm like how's the hunt going man uh, haven't heard anything and you called and I was like <laughs> what's going on he's like <laughs> dude we're having a hard time yeah, I was just like, there's, there's no way to, to hear them, mm-hmm. to even point you in the right direction. So you, we're just walking and driving, hoping to see one out on an open hillside, and but it just obviously doesn't work out that way. Oh. But you know, I experienced a similar thing on my hunt a few years ago, and I was up there, it's a month long hunt because it's archery, and I had hunted just the weekends, just try, trying to time work, and then for the last like kind of right in the middle of the rut or when it was starting to kick off i i took off like the a week because we had uh what is that labor day right in there and so i was like oh this would be a good time to take work off so i was up there for like eight days straight 
And right in the middle of it, I was alone. I was just like killing myself hiking up and down this mountain every day, trying to get into the elk. And I had some close calls, but it was like started to wear on my mind, my body. Mm-hmm. I wanted a shower. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I need a break. So I drove down into town and I took a shower and I uh, did some laundry. And just like I went and met up with some friends and we shot doves one evening. It was just like, I was like, I might be wasting my opportunity here, but I need this time to recharge. Yeah. So, because I just, I don't have any, any more in me. And that was a good like time to recheck, refocus. Yeah. Just well, take a break. Well, that's what happened with us. Is it was a positive thing. We went to Panda Express. Field up. Field up. <laughs> and then... Orange chicken will do something to yeah, a person. Yes, yeah, it does. Definitely. <laughs> and so we then we went over and got us some more um, mountain ops, some Yeti. We hadn't had... I ran out of Yeti like right before the hunt. I was like, oh, it's okay. We'll just stop at Sportsman's in Hebrew. We'll get some. They were out on that Friday before the hunt. And so I was like, dang it. And so between... The skunk story, not sleeping the rest of that night, and then just our minds were so worn out. We recharged. You needed a boost. Got some Yeti, and then it was... My mom had never had Yeti before. I was like, why <laughs> So we, we were on the drive back up to... Just like booking it all over the house. Zach, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so listening to some good jams, and then we, we were just kind of back in it. Kind of yeah. just like... It was almost kind of just like, we don't care what's going on. Like, it was like we kind of... When you want something so bad and it's not going your way, it's almost, you know, just worse. It was just kind of like, hey, mm-hmm. what are, you know, we're We just kind of went back out with an attitude of, you know what, let's just have fun. Let's mm-hmm. just go and, and have fun. And you have to do that. This yeah. is a unique experience for me and him, and let's just go have fun doing yeah. this. Just a week-long mother-son-day kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, we, I decided, okay, we're going to kind of go back over to where we kind of did the death march, but we're going to look in a different area. And um, we decided to go down this dirt road that we were kind of pointed in the direction of just by someone said, well, in the spike elk tag, there's always spikes over there. Maybe there's a bull. And so we kind of got in the general area and we're like, well, let's just go down here. And we get down there. It's probably two in the afternoon and we get out of the truck and kind of go sit on the hillside. And then all of a sudden, bulls just start bugling like crazy and i'm like it is two in the afternoon and it is bloody hot and these guys are screaming rut was kicked back on yeah, yeah. and it's so crazy. it was just like crap mom let's get back up to the trucks let's get our you know get our Cut orange on here, yeah. get our packs and i said let's let's make a play and this bull sounded so big but he i mean he was he had cows with him because we saw a lot of cows like their legs and different mm-hmm. things and then we all we could ever see of him in three hours of him bugling. He didn't stop bugling for three hours. I'd cow call, he'd answer. I'd cow call, he'd answer. And he was right across the canyon from us, and he would start working his way up to the top of the patch of the trees, and I'd cow call, and he'd come right back down. But he would never go all the way to the bottom and come out. And I remember asking you, Mom, I said, Mom, are you comfortable shooting him by yourself? I said, because if I can go down a little lower, I think I could get him to come out. And my mom's like, no, I don't, I don't think I'm... I'd be, you know, able to do that. I'm like, okay, I'll just stay with you. And so we just keep calling. And as we're doing this, up above us, you know, a mile away, there's a road that cuts all the way across the canyon. There's other kind hunters. Kind of a main road. Yeah. And they see us, and then they start hearing bulls. And two different trucks, people get out and just start walking towards us. 
and they can clearly see us. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. Zach was ticked. I'm like, if this book, because that bowl is going to go right out into the open, yeah. right? And then they were going to be cross-firing. Yeah. And I'm just like, a little, you know, riding our coattails kind of thing. Didn't even know what was going on until they saw us sitting there and then stopped and then listening kind of thing. And anyway, so I, my, I just kept cow calling, just keep them, trying to keep them in the trees. And it was pretty evident he wasn't going to come out. But I kept calling because I was just like, I don't want these people to kill it kind of thing yeah. is getting you know <laughs> then out of nowhere Public land wars. there's another bugle starting to work its way down the mountain you know and i'm like it's oh. like a couple canyons over it yeah, sounded like it was a ways away and it just keeps coming and coming and coming so now my attention and he sounds like an older bull his his bugle was wasn't as deep or um throaty throaty as the other one but it was still a mature bull and all of a sudden i looked down i was like mom there he is there he is. He came, he came down the whole bottom and popped out. And then chaos happened. <laughs> There's flat out chaos. Every time I'm shooting, it's chaos. <laughs> yeah, because trying to get her set up, trying to keep still enough to where he doesn't see us, but trying to keep him coming in. And I'm just like, Mom, do you see him? No, I don't see him. How do you not see him, Mom? You know, and they're just kind of going back and forth, screaming at each other without being too loud. And it was just crazy trying to get her set up. Those whisper good, fights. Yeah. Exactly. And finally got the pack set up, and you still couldn't see him. And he's like, what do you mean you can't see him? I'm like, I can't see him. All I can see is a big sagebrush bush, and Zach's like, give me the gun. So he takes the gun, and he's No, like, I grabbed the gun. This is what she said. <laughs> I feel like the gun's aiming to the left, and the scope's aiming to the right. And I'm like, what? Not again. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I thought. And I'm like, give me the damn rifle, and I get the rifle, and I'm like, Mom, it is absolutely perfect. I said, I don't know what you're doing. I said, but you need to get your stuff together. And I said, you need to come sit right here. So we move everything, and, and I'm ranging him. And at this point, he's got us pegged. Oh, he knows where he's there. got us pegged. And he just starts to walk away. And he's getting it going to the same trees that the other bull's in. And I'm like, Mom, you got to shoot him. He's 218 yards. And he was just, just took his first, like, gallop. He went from walking to speed walking to galloping. Boom! She shot him, and I was like, "Reload, reload, reload!" And then he went down, and then Zach's like, "Wait, wait! I think he's down." And then he's like, "Mom, you got him!" And I'm like, "I'm like, I got him!" And Zach's like, "Yeah!" And I just started bawling, just like just tears. crying. And Zach's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "It's finally over." <laughs> it was just like all these emotions were going through my head. Like I was yeah. so proud of myself. I was like. Just the whole experience, just being with Zach, and he was so excited for me. You hugged me like I was five years old again. <laughs> I know. It yeah, was, was pretty. I was just bawling cool. like a baby. And then we we sat and, like, called and yeah, texted everybody. Everything. And then we went down to it. And as we're getting to it, Zach's like, I don't know, Mom. It's not really big. I don't know if you're going to want to mount this. <laughs> He's like, and I'm like, I don't care, whatever. And... He was just like, it's up to you, but he said, it's not huge, but it was my elk, and that's all that mattered. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was gorgeous. So No, it's a good-looking bull. Just in the moment when I first saw him, I was like, six-by-six six bull. Like, he shoot, we're shooting it for sure. Yeah. And then it was like, because his fifth, his main beam on the right side flips up. So I kept thinking, okay, well, there's his fifth tine, and then his main beam keeps going. But he ended up being a six by five, and that's what I meant by like I don't know if you want to mount it, but, <laughs> but it was it was just awesome to see my mom's reaction right. as she's walking up on 
I've never killed a bull elk before. I've never been involved with a hunt for a bull elk. And so it was kind of just, it was uh, just a, yeah, I, I can't explain you the feelings either. You walk up on it and it is so big. And it's just a gorgeous animal. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I don't know, it was. <laughs> We're sitting there and my mom goes, Zach, we need to say a prayer right now. <laughs> so take the hats off, put everything down, say a prayer of gratitude to Heavenly Father. And so that was kind of cool. That's neat. The fact that you thought about that. Well, I just thought this elk sacrificed his life for us. And I don't know. I felt like I should be grateful for that. Yeah. So. Pay some respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did. We took some pictures and just kind of talked about everything that had happened, you know, and. Because at that point, then it becomes, uh, I mean, you would have had memories if it didn't happen, but then it becomes just a permanent memory that will mm-hmm. never leave your mind kind of thing. And So then, yeah, we packed up, went back up to the truck, waited for you to get to camp. Yeah, so in the meantime, yeah, he gives me a call, and I'm heading up the canyon after work to go shoot my muzzleloader, trying in, to get ready for that hunt. In Grantsville. Yep, clear out in Grantsville, <clears throat> and I get this phone call. And I just talked to him in the afternoon. I'm like, tell me the good news, man. Tell me the good news. And he's like, bull down, man. Bull yeah. down. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm already halfway up the canyon. Let me go shoot my muzzleloader. I'll come up tonight, help you pack him out in the morning. So I get like, I don't know, an hour from camp. And I get this text. Or I think you might have called me. But yeah. you're like, hey, uh, we might have to go into him tonight. And this is like 10.30? Yeah, mm-hmm. 10.30. Cause I didn't even touch the bull. Cause I was just unsure of myself. I was just like, man, this is a freaking big animal. A deer? Cool. A deer I can manipulate. A deer I can do whatever. It's just me and my mom with this bull. And I'm yeah. just like, I, I don't trust myself. I'm going to jack something up or, or something. And, and so, yeah, the Blake guy's like, I don't know. It's going to be kind of warm tonight. I'd be worried about the meat spoiling because I thought it was going to get cold like it had been. And so that's when I called you and said, we were going to probably have to go in tonight. Yeah. So I, I pulled into camp, I think just after 11 and uh, kind of got the story down load. And then Zach and I loaded up the packs and water and we headed Zach out. Zach was all worried about leaving me at camp by myself. And I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And you guys take off. And I'm just kind of sitting there and it's like, this is kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. So when I, I went to bed and I left all the generator going with all the lights and stuff because I was a little nervous. But and walk down to the generator 50 yards from camp and then have it go pitch black. Yep. Yeah. So I just <laughs> popped an ambient and went to sleep. So well, we didn't do that. <laughs> I know. You guys were awesome. We we got to the, the parking spot of just about midnight. And we were pretty... Our adrenaline oh, was, I was going. jacked. I loaded up on caffeine we're ready we're, we're gonna McCade get goes we're gonna get the whole thing out tonight i said let's do it yeah I'm we good. were we're all for it so we we bail off this ridge and the wind is ripping like it ripping through there and i was like holy crap this stinks as soon as we dropped in it kind of so cut steep it. enough to and uh i'm like how far down is this bull and zach's like not far it's just steep and we yeah i mean we were to the bull in 10 minutes and we're like Okay, let's let's get to let's work. Start going to town. So we we processed it. We um, started field dressing it, and then it's like, well, does your mom want to mount this thing, or what are we doing here? Yeah, and we, it, so we're like, well, we better just prep it as if she wants to mount it, and we'll figure it out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
So Zach starts working on that. I start peeling everything off the backside. We we get this thing quartered up finally, and it is three thirty. Three thirty in the morning, and we load. Um, I think we had the back straps and hind quarter front shoulders. Front each. shoulders, and we started out, and it, it was so steep, and we were just beat. All of a sudden, yeah, our adrenaline <laughs> is gone. <laughs> yeah, not not in the heat of the moment anymore. It's yeah, we're tired. We finally make it to the top, pose for a couple pictures, selfies, and then we start driving back to camp, and we start falling asleep driving back to camp. It was yeah. only a half hour drive, forty, well, the, 40 minute drive. No, I dude, it was longer than that. Was it? We didn't get back into camp until like five thirty. I woke up at five a.m. and looked at my watch, and I was like. Holy crap, I'm back yet. <laughs> yeah. And I went back to sleep. Because it's a dirt road, yeah. and the first part of it's so bumpy. That's true. And so, and I think the bumpiness was just kind of like rocking me to sleep. We get on the oiled road, and I was just like... We had the windows down. Up. Like, we were just like anything we could think of, and we're still dozing. We started yeah. singing. Yeah. And then finally, we saw the lights of camp. <laughs> we're like, there it is. And we're still like five miles away, but there's camp lit up. And I'm like, I guess my mom didn't turn the generator off. I was so nervous. So then we finally get back to camp. Crawled into bed as the sun was coming up. Yeah, for about two hours. Then my dad got there mm-hmm. with some McDonald's. That was awesome. We refueled and we all headed back and uh, went in for the last load. And something had drug one of the quarters. We had uh, we kind of left them in a bag with some open so they could air out, but trying to protect them from dirt and stuff. And something had drug one of them off Ripped a little bit. Ripped the bottom open and pulled. Yeah. It. And we, I think it was a lion. I do too. Because remember when we were doing butchering it up, we just kept hearing that little. I swear, yeah, something was watching us. Yeah, and I, but it was like a little, like a, a hiss or like a little. I don't know what it was, but I was like, something is in here. <laughs> and, but yeah, so then that last pack out. Your dad was so adamant that we pack out the liver. You were frustrated and mad. He's always like, just a heart and liver. I'm like, dad, I just wanted to, let's just quarter this thing. Well, he kept looking for the heart, and we're like, there is no heart. Yeah, it's you gone. center punch the heart. <laughs> and yeah, so it was. But your dad was a beast. He packed he out packed the whole head. The head, the caped head. That was so heavy. And uh, I kept saying, like, hey, like, I'll switch with you. I'll I'll come back. Like, I'll take my load up, and I'll come back and help you. And he just had this gear and would not stop. Yeah. And you're like, my dad's going to take that to the top. Yeah. <laughs> I, John I, kept I told me, just, just let me go one one more little John, and I'll, I'll give it to yeah, you. Yeah, I told you from the beginning. Yeah. I said, you put that on his back, he's not going to let you take it off. And I said, he's going to finish no matter what he says. And he'll always be like, yeah, let me just make it up to this tree and then I'll take it off. He'd make it to the tree. Okay, I'm going to keep going. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I went back up, came back down with some water, and he would not <laughs> give no. it up. No. It was pretty cool because I got up there before you guys because I just had the bag of liver. And to watch you guys coming up over the top, it was pretty cool. That was neat. It was really pretty. Yeah. I'm starting to get tired just thinking about that now. <laughs> So steep. I remember after shooting it, me and Zach climbed up. It just seemed like we got up to the top so quickly because my adrenaline was still going and climbing with that liver. I was like, oh my gosh, this is straight uphill. And it was super windy that day too. Super yeah. windy. Yep. Yeah. So then we, had, we were on the time crunch and this is just a little ad lib to it, but it was like, okay, 
There's supposed to be six inches of snow on this ground before the end of the day. Let's get back to camp, get camp. Break it down and break, get out of yeah. here. Sure enough, we got into Heber and snow moved in. <laughs> Perfect timing. It's a good thing you shot that bull when you did. I mean, yeah. And from the people I talked to that were still hunting, they said as soon as that snow fell, the rut never got hot again. So really? it was like the bulls just, just died, shut huh? up. Yeah. So it was kind of a, not the biggest bull, you know, to where, you know, if I would have known he wasn't a six by five, I may have said, mom, let's hold off, which you probably would have told me go to hell. I probably would have. <laughs> but, you know, it would, yeah. at that point in the hunt, I mean, you've experienced all the emotions you've put in the work. Yeah. You're kind of just ready to. We had hiked like almost 30 miles in those days yeah. that we were just hiking and mm-hmm. we spent one entire day at the top of a, a mountain just on one side just waiting and where all the bulls were that the yeah. sunday she missed we, we took just some naps waited. on the side of the mountain i mean it was a long day and i was shooting that bull i didn't care what he said <laughs> so. Yeah. so is the bull going on the wall yes bull is going it on is. the wall awesome Yes, it is. Yep. So we'll have hers and my dad's bull on I the wall. I think you're the one that said it best. You're like, you have to mount this because you might not ever have an opportunity like this again. You worked for it. You earned it. Yeah. So, and he's yeah. he's not a bad looking bull. Sorry, I'm looking up if you're watching the video. She's got the rack sitting here on top of the safe. And he's a heavy bull. Um, dang awesome. He's got really dark um, antlers. If you're watching the video, we'll... We'll throw in some clips here of the uh, mm-hmm. of the hunt and the aftermath. It was pretty cool because you could still smell the pine on his horns. He yeah, smelled. that's true. It just was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely an experience. So, so did you put in for some hunts this year? I did, and I did not draw anything from the expo. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> so, hopefully, I get a general tag yeah. this year. Good. Yeah. My big thing this year, though, is that I'm going to be a grandma. Congratulations. And it's like right before the hunting season starts. <laughs> Terrible timing. So I know they didn't plan that out very well. <laughs> I don't know what. But that's the good thing is you're just the grandma. I mean, so you can give true. them some love and then you can go hunting. Yeah. True, true. true. Bounce. It was pretty fun to have everybody there. Sam and Mike came down and Michael had never been hunting before and he told Sam he had a blast. He's like, I want to do that again. And all he did with Sam and Tisha was scope and spot mm-hmm. for us, but he thought it was so much fun. So I keep telling him, move to Utah hmm. and we can do this as a family every year. Yeah. So, so. that's pretty neat. I mean, the whole family, yep. they're experiencing it together. Yep. And I probably will never get an opportunity to just spend that one-on-one quality time with Zach again, just like that. I mean, it was just me and him entertaining each other. So yeah. Yeah. lots of stories. Yeah. So yeah, it, was it was a, fun. It was a good experience. It was hard work, but rewarding. So it, it was definitely probably the hardest mental challenge and physical challenge I've ever been through. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was tough. Yeah. It was definitely a mental challenge for me. I was. <laughs> it's taxing. I was. I was it wasted, is. man. Oh, it was bad. And I think that's one of the hardest things. Even the guys that are in the tip-top physical shape, that mental start, you know, starts hitting you. That mental just block, like you're. I can't go anymore. Like it starts weighing mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. And your body shuts down. Yeah, it starts shutting your body down. You're like, I'm in great shape, but I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. There was a couple of mornings when it was so cold, and we'd be huddled in our sleeping bags and Zach could be like 
you just want to sleep a little bit longer or i'd say you just want to sleep a little bit longer and one of us would be like nope nope let's just go we just got to get yeah, up and do that's it. a great thing about having a hunting partner mm-hmm. you can like keep each other in check if i'm by myself sometimes i'm just like i'm not getting up early <laughs> yeah no definitely definitely was a challenge it but, was just a neat experience so yeah. what would you say to women who might be listening um or watching that are kind of borderline. They don't know if they want if hunting is like a, their thing. If they want to do it, it's it's a manly thing. Well, I don't think it's manly because I think. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> don't take that away from us. It is a manly thing, but it's not a sexist thing. Okay. Okay. I think it's for everybody, and I think like I didn't think I would ever do something like this, honestly. Mm-hmm. And just finally getting my hunter safety and then kind of getting my toes wet. Like I went duck hunting first and it was just like little steps and then my deer and then into the, the elk hunt. It was just, I don't know, it was a great sense of accomplishment. And mm-hmm. I think it's a way to spend time with your family. Um, I don't know, it was kind of getting to know myself too, just right. the prep for it. Like I would go on these long walks and hikes and stuff and I would just... I don't know, talk to myself in my head and just kind of, it was a nice stress reliever. And I think that any, any woman or girl can do it just like any man. Oh yeah. We might not be able to like hike as fast or might not be quite as strong, but in the end you can get it done. Mm-hmm. So I love the whole process of setting goals. And this is exactly what I see from the outside looking in on your hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you set the, these goals and you start these baby steps to achieve your goals and you put in the hard work and the time, and I mean, you're rewarded. And, and maybe you don't have a successful hunt, but that to me doesn't determine the success of the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, you, you learn a lot about yourself um, out there grinding up a mountain at, you know, in the yep. dark and slipping and falling and cussing. And I mean, it happens. Yeah, that, that first breakdown I had going up that mountain it was seriously the last one I had and I remember after the the subsequent days hiking and hiking and hiking I just thought I I never got to a point where I was just like I cannot take another step it was just like you've overcame a ton just keep going wherever he drug me I went and I don't know it just felt so good in the end I remember after I got done hugging him and crying I stood up on the mountain like this, like, yes. <laughs> she I, had a Rocky Balboa moment. <laughs> he's like, what's that for? I'm like, I want those hunters that have been sitting there watching. I want them to see that I got my elk. I was so excited. Oh, yeah. As soon as she pulled the trigger, boom, back to the trucks, and they left. <laughs> and, but there was still that bull in those trees. Yeah, and they had no <laughs> idea. So, yeah, never did see him. All I saw of him was his hindquarter. Hmm. That's all I saw. And he, and then, well, I think I saw the tip of his main beam, like maybe six inches as he tilted his head back and gave off a bugle. But to this day, don't know. Yeah. Doesn't meant to doesn't, be. Doesn't need, don't need to know really. So yeah, it was awesome though. It was. So your hunt will finally end when we go up and get the trail camera. We got to do that. <laughs> we can't forget about it's that. It's still locked in with snow, I'm sure. Yeah. It's going to be a couple months, but yeah. it'd be interesting to see what's on it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Been up there since August with a new card in it. Yeah, that's a long time. Maybe the batteries made it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Karen, for (laughs) sitting with us and breaking down the the whole process. I think that's. It was a fun trip for me. The times I got to to be up there sounds like an awesome experience. 
It was. I would tell people about it at work, and these women I work with, they were just like, I cannot believe you did that. And they're like, I told my husband that you shot this elk, and they were so amazed. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm still amazed that I did it, but man, what a feeling. Well, yeah. I think there's so there's just more and more women that are beginning to do it, too. There are. So it's awesome yeah. that, you know, there's probably... Well, I think back in the Hundreds day, it was like this year that men would go thing. to get away from, you know, like it was the man's weekend, it was the man's right. thing, and now women are realizing that they can do anything a guy can do, so yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, thanks, Mom. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you memory. both for your help with my hunt. <laughs> no problem. I enjoyed every minute of it. That yeah. was pretty great. Definitely awesome. We better end this so we can go get the dogs. I'm a little afraid to open that door to see what <laughs> has been going on. And I have to yeah. go to work. Yeah, so that's Alrighty. true. All right, thank well, you. Thanks. All right, guys, if this is a podcast that you enjoyed, the Sun Outdoors podcast, for those of you who weren't paying attention, go give us a follow on the Sportsman's Nation Network. You're also going to be following The Hardworking Hunter, Rookies in the Backcountry, and Transition Wild. All three of those other podcasts are excellent. So you're going to get four podcasts, one follow, one review. Leave us five stars. It's going to help all four of us out tremendously. So go check that out. Go do that. You're always going to be up to date on all four of these podcasts. That's the point of the Sportsman's Nation Network. Also, if you like the Western Big Game Podcast, which is what we are part of, Go check out the Whitetail Podcast at sportsmansnation.com as well. You can listen to them on any platform you can listen to us on. But you're going to get DIY Sportsman, Land and Legacy, The Nine Finger Chronicles, and Southern Ground. Again, four excellent podcasts directed around whitetail hunting, eastern hunting, all that stuff. Excellent information. None of us here at Sun Outdoors really have a clue what's going on in the whitetail world. We're always curious. These are podcasts that we listen to, not because we're a part of the nation, but because they're excellent information for guys like us from the Western side of things who want to learn whitetail. We hope to do it someday. We're hoping to get some invites. We're working on some permissions. We're learning as much as we can. These podcasts help out a ton. So check out the Whitetail Podcast and check out the Big Game Podcast at sportsmansnation.com and listen wherever you want to listen to your podcast.